0: Welcome to the Zandbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide. Featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen.
1: Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zandbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to be back in studio with Letitia Bourbon. Today, we are going to discuss a question that seems to be on everybody's mind, and that's recession.
2: Yep, the big R word. The
1: big R word. So, Tish and I, we leaned into one of our, our investment partners, which is Capital Group. And they have done some extensive research. And we got from them what they consider the nine key things you need to know about recessions. That's like fun, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing to get out of this show is what are the indicators? And we're gonna talk about the different things of the nine pieces for each, but hopefully that this can make it a little bit more easy to understand what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean the question I think we hear most is like, how bad will this recession be? And the answer is no one no one knows, right? No one knows for sure. Yeah. Uh, but if we compare it, the last one was 2008, the global financial crisis. There was a, many different things going on then that are happening now. Yeah. And for that reason, many are saying that this one, um, while we will most likely be in a recession, and most are thinking it will be early 2023, um, will not be as bad as the last, but I guess we will see. Um So let's go through the points. There's nine key things. And the first one is, really what is a recession? And I think many listeners may not know exactly what defines a recession. Yeah. So Tish, do you want to define it?
2: No, you can define it.
1: (laughs) So a recession is commonly defined as at least two consecutive quarters of declining GDP or gross domestic product after a period of growth.
2: So that's the definition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's felt... Before those two negative GDP quarters have hit, so that's something Correct. people should know,
1: especially in the stock market. And we're going to get to that, so but yeah. I'll, I might as well mention it here.
2: Yeah.
1: Is the we were we were talking about this a little bit before we went on air? But the stock market is a leading indicator. So this, yeah, the as it comes to investing, many times the stock market will have volatility prior to going into a recession. Yeah, and we'll start to recover. Yeah while we're not yet out of a recession. Right. So that's part of the pain I think people are feeling.
2: Yeah, and, and just so people understand that's why you feel it ahead of time is what the market does is it factors in the changes that it's it's seeing ahead and then it starts to move in a direction. And then if that doesn't happen, it kind of self-corrects. But that's what people... So always they don't always understand that element and right. so people by the time it's quote unquote identified as a recession people already have felt like we've been there for a while in which we have and so that's why i like to just identify that
1: okay that's that was good clarification
2: okay what causes a recession okay so work? number
1: two what causes a recession well, um, past recessions have been caused for many reasons, but typically it's a result of economic imbalances that ultimately need to be corrected. And then let's use 2008 as an example. Okay. So that was caused by excess debt in the housing market. Yeah. And then the 2001 contraction was caused by an asset bubble in technology stocks. Right. So we had you know, what may or may not have been the trigger was co- the pandemic um, from a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that had widespread damage, corporate profits and trigger job cuts and et cetera. Um, and while unemployment rises, consumer typically reduces spending uh, with further pressures on economic growth, company earnings, and stock prices. So a lot of things that go into this. Um, I love this quote from Capital Group's vice chair. His name is Rob Lovelace, and he's been in the business for about 50 years. He says, you can't have a sustained period of growth an occasional downturn to balance things out. It's normal, it's expected, and it's healthy. Yeah. So, I feel
2: like a pullback is the market's way of taking a breath before it can go back up even yeah, more. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you know, we kind of referenced that in our last show when we were talking about, you know, the um, market volatility and investor behavior, but it's... Yeah. it's the it, Looking at a longer time horizon in your investment returns um, I think is extremely important and I think that speaks to that.
2: So I want to emphasize time again. So number three is how long does a recession last? And what I said, remember, uh, before when I was saying, hey, you may have felt like you were in a recession before it even was called an official recession, right? Now... How long does it last typically when it's been identified as a recession? Those two negative GDPs.
1: Correct. So the, and that's actually some of the good news is it's not as long as I think most people think.
2: Feels like forever. Feels like forever, but it's not right. Yeah.
1: So we looked at the last eleven recession cycles going back to 1950. Right. And it shows that they. Lasted or persisted for anywhere between two months and 18 months.
2: but the average is about' 10 about months.
1: 10 so that's yeah that's not so bad. that's a school year. Yeah.
2: And you know, okay, so just I'm going to throw the compliance thing out there is what happened in the past does not mean that it's going to happen again in the future. Great point. And depending on how much, like we talked about in our last show, depending on how much risk you are taking, it might take you a different time horizon to get back to where you were. But in general, if you're wanting just to understand how long does the recession last and how long does that cycle Average, it we talked about around ten months on average historically.
1: Yes, and I, but I do want to clarify there. Were, that's two conversations: yeah. one, your portfolio return, and two, the recession. So right. two different things, but right. seem to be commingled. But they are just for clarification purposes. Right.
2: They both feel awful. Yeah. At the, <laughs> yeah. the time.
1: <laughs> All right. Point number four is what happens to the stock market during a recession. Well, anybody looked in the news? (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much what happens. We have volatility. Right. Um, Now, speaking of the two different things, so we have one recession, which we're talking about on today's show. Yeah. And then we have something called a bear market. Yeah. And a bear market is when the market declines 20% or more. More often, these two overlap. With a recession comes a bear market. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. Well, like you saw in
2: the last thing, I just insinuated it was the same because it's, pretty common.
1: It's pretty common. But not always. Correct. And so that's, so to, to answer the question what happens during, to the stock market and recession, more often than not, we see a, at the very least, volatility, more often a bear market. Yeah. But let's again, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier, look at the bright side, because that's what, how I look at things. Uh, the stock market is a leading indicator, and sometimes by six to seven months. So we could be six, with that said, Yeah, six or seven months before the recession, stock market's gonna start getting wonky. Yeah, six or seven months on average. Yeah, um, before we're out of recession, we could start to see a market um, recovery. Recovery. So,
2: and that's what I talked about earlier, right? The market is starting to see that there's more confidence, but the numbers aren't out yet to support it. So until then, then it's not marked as being a completed recession or the beginning of a recession.
1: So, and just as a reminder also, sometimes the strongest returns in the stock market are in the late phase of a recession. So for those that were thinking, I can't, but going back to our previous show, market um, investor behavior, Mm -hmm. kind of the bottom of the mountain, panic, sell out, well, you're potentially missing some of the best opportunity for recovery. Right. All right. Number five, what economic indicators can warn of a recession? Wouldn't it be great if we just had a-
2: Crystal ball.
1: Ball, or like a <laughs> light goes on. Recession, recession. Well, uh, there's
2: some things that tell us what that it might be on the horizon.
1: There are signals. Yeah. right. There are signals.
2: signals. We're not talking smoke signals here, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's not the flashing light. No. So typically it's a combination of- a number of things and that list of things are in the inverted yield curve yep and for those who some that's a kind of a complicated concept but that's when the 10-year yields are lower or yeah. below the yeah. two-year yield
2: right and then they call it inverted inverted yeah
1: now every inverted yield curve does not guarantee a recession no but every recession seems to have an inverted yield curve that's right All right.
2: That's why it's one of the indicators.
1: Correct. Yep. The other one is unemployment rising from from cycle trough. So rising. Um, Consumer confidence declining from the previous year. Yeah. Housing starts. So that's a number that that has been starting to flash, um, declining at least 10% from the previous year. Yeah. I think we're getting close to that right now. And then the leading economic index declining at least 1% from the previous year.
2: So what's really interesting, I'm gonna just kinda connect this to the markets. Sometimes you turn on the news and you're like, what is going on today? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what's going on. And we know that, you know, like you said, we're in a little bit more of a volatile time period and everyone's watching what's going on. But behind the scenes, What's unfolding is there is market updates on what's going on with unemployment, right? The housing numbers. So these indicators are coming out. And then all of a sudden, if the indicator is showing that it's dropping again on one of these indicators here, then what the market does is then it reacts, right? Right. And it says, oh, that's another check mark on the indicator list that we potentially are heading towards a recession. And if that's the case, then then let's dial it down. And then what happens is automatically the market becomes more volatile. That's what's happening behind the scenes. Not always, but I don't know about you. If you're ever turning on the TV, you're like, well... I don't know if any major political issues going on today. Is that what's causing it? No, it's during this market. Everyone is looking at these uh, indicators to see, are we getting closer and closer to a recession?
1: That's right. That's right.
2: So, Bart, how do we know? Question number six. (laughs) Are we in a recession?
1: (laughs) 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 Well, you know, I think just to add on what you were just previously saying with all the news flashes, I mean, I think to Many people think we're already in one.
2: Right. Um, it feels like some it.
1: experts think yes. Some no. Right. It seems that the um, majority believe that it's probably going to be 2023. Yeah. Because the indicators that we just spoke of, they're just not all aligned. And right. We haven't had the negative GDP numbers. Right. Consecutive. Right.
2: So. And that's it. That's that's when it's that's the why we talked about that in the very beginning, right? That is the true definition. So until it hits that those. Until it actually hits that, then it's not technically called the recession, but right. everyone can feel it coming.
1: Now, I will add one let's call it a wild card. Okay, talk That's to me. That's geopolitical yeah. risks or shocks. Right. I mean, it's no mystery. We've got issues going on uh, between UK- Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. And that could quicken, I yeah. uh, think, things towards a recession. Right. And that falls into that geopolitical.
2: Yeah. And think about it this way. If you already have a market that is, let's just call it volatile, rocky, unstable, and then you have something that's geopolitical, it can just kind of tip it over.
1: Right. Okay. Number seven, how should you position your stock portfolio for a recession? Well, we've already established that equities or stocks are going to be more volatile. So is now the time to sell all your stocks? We're going to say no, right? Um, they've already taken some correction. We know that in many cases we have great companies, great funds, great managers, and as Rob Lovley said, it's it happens. It's healthy. It's there are things to um, have some repricing, and quite frankly, you know, we didn't talk much about what we were doing, uh, but we were using this as an opportunity in some cases to f- find great companies, companies that some we are already invested in. Wow, we liked it last year at a price that was 30% higher,
2: maybe we should buy some more. Yeah. And there's a lot more that goes behind portfolio construction. Yeah. (laughs) And what we do on a day to day basis. But in general, you know, I think every market condition has a little bit of a different spin to it of what's going on and the words that people have been using right now is inflation quite a bit and increasing interest rates. And so those two things are something to take in consideration when you're repositioning your portfolio and you're looking at that big picture outlook. And so if you're weathering this storm, you have to understand what your risk tolerance is and how comfortable you are with that. How what is your time horizon? If you need something you're saving for a home to buy in the next 6 months, then You have to take in consideration the amount of risk that you are putting that investment in to have it in the market during this time. I call it like the C's, it's choppy, right? Right. Versus, hey, maybe I make sure that I'm invested in a way that I feel comfortable with that amount of risk in that time horizon.
1: Yeah, that actually plays right into a point Doe's gonna make is it's a perfect time to review? Yes. Talk To your advisor, review yeah. your allocation. Yeah, maybe you've drifted to a more um, aggressive or more growth oriented that's yeah. not in your normal right. wheelhouse. Right, maybe it's time to tone it down, maybe it's time to add some assets that do better in rising inflation and yeah. rising interest rates. That's right. Um, so this is a great time to do a review.
2: Yeah, this is a great time to connect with your advisor, revisit your portfolios, and you know, I. I hear all too often people just take their statements and just throw it in the drawer they don't want to open it up and look at it they might be afraid but truly you know people like us are out here to help support and guide and be sure that you can sleep at night and take off that worry for you and so let's help you get to that destination and Simple things like making sure your allocation is correct. It's a great time to rebalance if you haven't rebalanced or make sure that you're diversified if you're not diversified. If you have a concentrated allocation to something, then maybe it's time to make that slight shift. So, you know, uh Yeah. Go ahead.
1: yeah and the slight shift might be what type of equity or equity funds do you own? Yeah. Because not every equity is... is Destined to lose money. Yeah, there are sectors that over to in over the past declines have done. Well, Consumer consumer staples Healthcare utilities again, not sure if they're going to do well this this right. period But in the past they have tend to do better during market declines and recessions
2: Right and as compliance would say previous returns is not a guarantee for future returns <laughs> um, but in general I think If you feel like you are not comfortable with where your investment is, it's okay to have someone take a look at it and make sure that you are on track.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we talked about what to do with your equities in your portfolio. Um, Point number eight is how should you position your bond portfolio? Well, if you remember from the last episode, the bonds are off to the worst start in the history of recording yeah Um, so well,
2: before you say that I want you I want to make sure they're emphasizing why why is traditionally why is that a problem because bonds are traditionally the
1: are traditionally the safe asset
2: right and when they're conservative right and then when they're down for the worst (laughs) returns in history that's not it's not really funny it's more of a nervous laugh yeah but you have to think okay where are we going the future. The interest rates are going up, right? That affects bonds. Bart's going to explain to you. It's just math, but...
1: That's a math also, and without complicating things, the simple you know, high level is as interest rates go up, the value of existing bonds go down.
2: Okay, so then how do you how do you protect that?
1: So you buy new issue bonds with higher interest rates.
2: And if you already have bonds...
1: You hold to maturity and get then- your... Our value back, right? So bonds are still a good safe play. Perfect. And you and I are looking at some bonds that that are, are Treasuries that are looking very positive right now. So um, it's still something that should be in your portfolio. But I we both suggest you talk to your advisor to see what's the best for your bond. investment
2: objective. That's
1: exactly right. We are at number nine the nine points that we promised, and number nine is what should you do to prepare for a recession? We've kind of talked a
2: lot. Yeah, a lot about this already.
1: So I think the most, the best piece of advice we can give to this is really not financial, it's just stay calm. Yeah. Don't overreact.
2: Well, if you haven't listened to our last show. (laughs) Yeah, now we'll
1: play into this.
2: Now you can listen to our last show that we're talking about emotions and how it connects to your investment portfolio over a long period of time. If not, go ahead and listen to that. But in in general, Bart, maybe you can summarize quickly, really the emotional element behind that.
1: Yeah, the takeaway from the last show is the uh, investors tend to, that work on their own without an advisor tend to buy when they're freaked out i'm sorry sell when they're freaked out and yeah. the market's at a low right and then buy during the euphoria phase when the market has been up for a significant amount of time and market prices are at their high
2: and traditionally if you're an emotional investor you're buying and selling at the absolute worst times worst times correct yeah, yeah.
1: so what we're we're, we're r- suggesting and hoping that our listeners listeners will do is just stay calm and yeah. if you learn anything from the show, is that we don't know the exact start date of the recession. Right. We don't know when it's going to end. Right. But what we will do, do hope is that you maintain a long term perspective right. on goals that you've set. Yeah. Review your portfolio, make sure it's positioned properly for your risk tolerance. Yeah. Uh, make sure you talk with your advisor about the, the goals needed to, to meet your, your final objectives, whether, whether they be retirement or otherwise but stay calm and stay the course.
2: Yeah, and like we talked about, it feels like a long time horizon that you're going through all this because it's in the middle of it, but it, it does go by pretty quick, like you said, mm-hmm. less than a school year, and it's a process. And you know, we, we, we don't know for sure, like you said, how long of any of this, this is, yeah. we're just going based off of historical numbers, but stay connected to the people who you know. And there's a lot of news out there and there's a lot of information out there and so i i can't stress this enough like this is the time you want to reach out to your advisor and if you don't have one get one and just say hey am i on track am i should i be making any changes cuz you know there's nothing right. wrong with just checking right.
1: in and I'll, you know i'm going to add on to that and i don't often do this but since it is you know an interesting time if anyone has qu- further questions on this on this show the previous show um, our website is zanbergengroup.com. Our contact information is there. We're happy to give a second opinion. Yeah. Or answer any further questions.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: All right. I hope that wasn't depressing.
2: <laughs> I think it's in, it's very informative and in general, like I think when it comes to the big R word, everyone it's it could be scary. And so being able to define it and understand it, understand the parameters around it, what you're doing and how you can prepare yourself should give you a little bit of a peace of mind as you're going through that process.
1: Agreed. Well, we want to thank everyone
0: who has tuned in and we look forward to being back in the studio next week.
1: Cheers.
2: Bye.
0: Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC-insured, not bank-guaranteed and may lose value.